Greg Fisher, uh, involved in a primary, the Congressional District 1 at stake on the Democratic side of things. Uh, that's Tuesday for him. Gives us a couple of minutes. Mr. Fisher, good to have you back, sir. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And I got to give you a lot of credit. You uh, and, and the great Doc Sinagra, really the only two who have discussed COVID. Uh, you've been very vocal uh, about warding off these viruses. You've been active in investigations. You know, Greg has a caliber of stuff in his background with research and education and everything else to really kind of delve into the uh, inequities of, of really, you know, cures and what works, what doesn't work and strengthening your body and everything else. And, you know, you listen, you and I have, have exchanged messages. You've been very active, vocal, trying to trying to get attention here. And it's, uh, it, it's frustrating, I know, but certainly as we get into this, we'll start with the COVID stuff. You know, wh- what have you learned? I mean, you know, you're, you're one of a few who have talked about it we don't hear it a lot you know we hear about the negativities and the deaths and everything else but we don't hear a lot about you know trying to reverse that situation give me give me your take on things jay we're completely uh awash in distractions news 12 is running a story right now about type a blood being 45 percent more likely to have acute covid infection and it's back to this is just another issue to pretend that all people need the same prevention against viruses or other diseases is completely absurd your blood type is part of your genetic makeup different people need different levels of prevention Prevention includes nutrition. Pre-existing conditions include more nutrition than a person that's completely healthy. So we've not educated people. The politicians and the medical industry have done us a huge disservice just by not pointing out that distinction, that all people are not alike. We have this really crazy thing going on, like one size fits all. All people are just as healthy. Uh, All diseases react the same way in all people. It's bizarre. I mean, really bizarre. I'm watching it, and it's like, you know, watching somebody walk off a cliff. It's like you're screaming. It's an Alfred Hitchcock movie. You're screaming, no, 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 there's a killer there behind the door. Do the right thing. So, you know, we really have to get to fundamentals here and educate people and sensitize them. What's their particular condition? What do they have to do to stay healthy? And if they don't know what to do, look, there's a few people like me that will run to any hospital, any emergency room, any ICU, any nursing home and get them the right protocols if things are not being done right. So there's an opportunity, but that's we're being awash in media distraction, government distraction, politicians doing body counts? Are you kidding me? Is that a solution for anything? This shutdown, isn't if there's a clear prevention and there's a clear cure for the acute, and if there's uh, ways we can fix injuries, because that's not even being counted, the injuries from acute COVID, because people didn't get the first two memos, prevent it, fix it. Now you got to deal with injuries if they survive. And we have to remember, New York became the worst of the worst of the worst. We had the worst performance, the worst survivability for active cases uh, in the U.S. of any nation in the world. We had the worst statistics of any state in the union in New York. And then we had the worst of the worst of that in Elmhurst, where there was virtually zero survival rate. If you have a difference between hospitals and providers around the country, the cure is out there. You can find it. Greg Fisher with us. So in essence, uh, has New York done a good job as far as the manager of the state, uh, listen, you can make the case maybe a little too much with the micromanagement and everything else, but he has gotten on that mountain and he has gone down that mountain. He has 
quelled it, uh, squashed it, uh, and we have seen our numbers on the decline in a big way. Now, that being said, with that being said, though, nursing homes, another story there. Uh, Give me your take as far as Cuomo. You've been vocal as far as everything is concerned. How does he manage this? Well, Jay, you don't know me to pull punches. Usually people running for political office will give you a lot of nonsense up front and then give you some soft answer and not make a commitment and then give you more soft answer and nonsense on the way down. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm calling for the guy's resignation. He didn't do anything. The weather did most of it. And yes, there should have been more social distancing and uh, and mask wearing up front. Absolutely, positively reduce, reduce the amount of infection hitting individuals. That's critically important. Uh, and then we should have paid attention to the logistics of the nursing homes that they share air between rooms. It's not killing any of the virus when some person sneezes in one part of, uh, of a nursing home and it, it spews through the rest of the nursing home. Moving sick patients into nursing homes certainly did not work. Not moving patients out of nursing homes for more acute care when they needed it did not work. And I called upon the governor to preserve the beds, to include in the executive order, to preserve the beds so that they don't, when they're released to a hospital, they're not discharged from the nursing home and they don't have to go through the paperwork again because that's what kept them in the nursing homes to die. That was a problem. Plus the whole health paradigm. We have a health czar in New York State and the guy did nothing and he offered the wrong advice all the way along. They pushed for ventilators. We knew ventilators were a death sentence. And the governor did nothing. What did anything was Mother Nature and temperature coming up because flu seasons are temperature related. It comes and goes every year on temperature, on incubation temperature. It started for us in the end of February, and uh, it ended. It's ending now in uh, in June, particularly in May. Uh, weather, weather, weather. Incubation temperature in your throat. So, what was the protocol? Stay warm. Add nutrition. Those people that even anecdotally added vitamin C and other nutrition to their life did not get sick. And everybody who I passed out prevention protocols to, they said, well, I've been taking vitamin C. I'm in good shape. And they just kind of flip it off like it's just a flip. You know, oh, yeah, I'm taking 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 milligrams of vitamin C. I didn't get sick. My family didn't get sick. That's the reason. That's it. That's it right there. That's so easy, so obvious. Right foot, left foot, just do it. Let me ask you. So how do you account for the 23 states right now that are showing elevations as far as this virus is concerned? I mean, you know, well, you, you can't you can't give me you can't give me, you know, excessive testing is giving you that because hospitalizations no. have been up in states. I'm talking no. about Arizona. I'm talking about Texas in particular. And let's not forget Florida. Right. You know, Florida has seen the, the biggest of spikes here. And listen, right. it, it's 85 degrees down there for crying out loud. So how do you That's account and- for these elevations as far as these states? You got 22 right now that are seeing spikes. Go ahead. That's true. And we can't just look at one thing at a time, Jay. This is, you know, illness is complex. So we are looking at populations that are still not getting the right information on health and nutrition. You do get summer colds. People do get summer viruses. It does happen. It does happen. Uh, it doesn't It doesn't make it impossible to get a cold or a flu during the summer. It just makes it less likely. So what we're, what we're looking at is we still have to get this same information out about nutrition. And, uh, yeah... For this particular virus, it is a little more infectious and it is a little more deadly. You add those two things together and that's a big deal. So you have to look at the totality of it. We're still not communicating that there is a correlation uh, with taking uh, vitamins, uh, vitamin C, vitamin D, selenium, zinc, uh, taking a little uh, melatonin and night is shown to prevent some
some of the symptoms and the and the and the clotting. So you throw these things together and it works. It shortens duration. It shortens acuity. Yes, it's going to happen. Uh, the, the death toll will be less during the summer months for sure. There'll be less incubation. There will be as much. This is infectious. Every flu is a pandemic. Flu A is a pandemic. Flu B is a pandemic. Every year keeps coming back. And right now we have a lot of subclinical people out there. I mean, they have it in their body. They haven't developed antibodies yet. They haven't had the full-blown disease to develop real antibodies yet. So that's going to spring up now. It's going to spring up in uh, November for sure as it starts to get cold. So it's not easy. The answer isn't easy. So this understandable when we're not educating people properly and the politicians are not saying, take your vitamin C, it's shown to shorten, it's proven to shorten duration of symptoms and acuity of symptoms. That's as close as a cure we get on some things sometimes. That's as good as it gets. You know, we don't have a vaccine, a safe and effective vaccine. The ones get that it, but now are shown to be pretty dangerous. I get it, but you know, don't you believe in being preventative at least and listening and, and, yeah. and wearing a mask and, you know, we know it's human transmission, this thing, uh, there is still a lot mm-hmm. of folks out there who are who are congregating and not taking safety in mind because not only for themselves for the other people as well what about the 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 aspect of not being protective enough the mass the distancing capacity well, restrictions have to be in play we get it but what about those two things just follows i agree some- with you Common sense guidelines. It is common sense. And I agree with what you're saying. And I agree with what they do in China and, and a lot of the rest of, uh, of Asia, that they put masks on during flu season. And if there's anybody sneezing, everybody puts a mask on. I get it. See, right now we're going to have seasonal uh, allergies. And people are going to sneeze. And people are going to get symptomatic for their allergies. And they're going to be subclinical with COVID in their upper respiratory and their sinus. And they're going to sneeze. And when they sneeze, they sneeze out COVID, too. They're not just sneezing out pollen. So this is for real. Yes, do a protection. Until we have a vaccine that's safe and effective, until we have a kind of herd immunity, we're going to have less than one-to-one infection rate because we still have 10 or 20 or 100-to-one infection rate. So, yes, the number of infections will go way up. But at the same time, we have to do all these things. What you're saying is, is absolutely on point. This is a complex solution to a complex problem. It's like a puzzle. You put together a thousand-piece puzzle, you're missing one piece, and you're all upset about the one piece missing, not about the 999 you got. We have to deal with the whole puzzle. Yeah, listen, uh, we do. Uh, but we also have to, you know, kind of listen and guide. Listen, the, the bottom line, I think we could all ascertain here. Yeah, it, it, it's a virus. It, but I keep hearing that, you know, well, the flu kills 30 to 40 to 50,000 a year. Well, this isn't flu. You know, this is the no, it the is flu. flu. It this, is flu. This, well, wait a minute now. This is the flu disguised as Sammy Sosa slash Mark McGuire. If you know what I'm talking about, this is Absolutely. the flu the with a little extra of, of gusto devil. here, my friend. It kills. We know that, and it kills in ways in which it will attack the elderly. It will attack those with the underlying conditions and it'll attack as far as the blood clots and everything else in the lungs so this is kind of the you know when i hear that it's you know well it's a it's a flu it's not 
really a flu. This is a flu with tremendous energy. Uh, and we have seen this tsunami kill nearly 120,000 people in the country. And if you listen to some of these experts, and again, to wait and see, but they're saying 200,000 now as far as October. Be careful here. So you're telling me, what, another 84,000 people will perish here because of this? So when I hear about a regular influenza, I say, be careful here. Be careful, because it is stricken a lot of people right now. Go ahead. Jay, you're right and you're wrong. Yes, it is more deadly. Yes, it is more infectious. But it is still a flu. And no matter what on flus, we can reduce the death to zero. Again, prevention and the right cures. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a reference out there. There's a guy by the name of uh, Paul Merrick, a doctor. And he discovered very recently, 2017, that you could cure death by sepsis almost all the time with high-dose intravenous vitamin C in hospitals uh, because one out of five deaths in hospitals are sepsis. Now, a lot of what happens with COVID is sepsis also. It's sepsis also. So we know that we can... He has a group now called the Frontline Critical Care Working Group. Uh, and it's based out of mainly the uh, Eastern Virginia Medical School, but it includes doctors from across the U.S. It includes doctors from around the world, and they are all achieving nearly 100% death prevention. Now, you have to realize some people are coming in being resuscitated. You know, these people have a very bad chance, and the answer is always treat early. Prevent if you can, but as soon as you have a real symptom, get the heck in, especially if you have shortness of breath. And now people should be speculating their providers. Speculate your provider, because there are a lot of places to get uh, infused uh, a drip, an IV drip of vitamin C in a high dose. Now, you can get it. Find a provider. There are drip bars, there are doctors, they are out there. And while they believe in it, they cannot advertise it necessarily as a cure because the FDA has not approved it after a bunch of blind studies. So, so we wind I up mean, in that little catch-22, but it works. Yeah. Nobody has to die. Listen, vitamin C, no question. Uh, to me, the end-all is the vaccine because that's when it'll be safe, uh, and that's when uh, you'll have that confidence as far as uh, heading right. back in, into society and everything else. I do agree with you that, you know, and it's, it's already been shown, I get it, the vitamin C, it's been made a very big point throughout this pandemic, the vitamin C, the zinc, and everything else, it will help along the way as far as the strengthening of it all. But you know as, as well as I do, uh, the, the end all is that magic formula in which we can all get a shot and feel pretty good about things, I would think. Now, yes, let's... It, ha uh, it, has, to, it has to be ahead, safe get, and effective, get, though. Not just effective, it has to be safe. So some of the vaccines and testing now show a very high degree of damage, 20% or more, on healthy patients, people that are pre-screened and are perfectly healthy are having 20% serious side effects. So we're not there yet, and we will not be there in November. It's physically impossible. Impossible. So instead of looking at another maybe longer shutdown, because this time we're going to catch a full flu season with tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of carriers, this is the only way out. I'm not saying let Greg Fisher is the only way out. Well, I'm the only guy talking any sense, so if people want to throw me a vote, I appreciate it. But uh, the only only way out is this protocol. Vitamins, nutrition, vitamin C, as you said, zinc, selenium, lysine, uh, you know, it, vitamin D. If you don't do that and you get sick, you take your life in your hands. You have to do it for your kid, too. If you have pre-existing conditions, you have to take more vitamin C than the average person would take. But 
It will get you through. I don't care if you have asthma. I don't care if you have diabetes. I don't care what you have. Just take more. You will not die. Your and your your illness will be far less. Just deal with it. You know. Let's. I have not had a also, single death in my circle at all. And that. Trump, but let's get this message out. Zero. I I get it. I hear what you're saying. Let's put an exclamation point on it. Wear the mask in any event. Okay. Be safe. Absolutely. Just in case. Now couple of minutes left cd1 important we know big primary coming up for you as far yeah. as tuesday is concerned if elected you'll be in a big primary lee zeldin and everything else uh the incumbent he's been here a while now what what can you tell prospective voters out there right now as far as the fisher approach of change give me kind of top two or three on the agenda and give me the top two or three as far as concerns in the district what are you hearing? I'll give you two minutes on that. Go ahead. Well, look, I'm a different kind of guy. I'm a problem, a problem solver. I'm out of business. And if you're a Republican out there, please ask your Democratic friends to vote for me. So I had an economic platform before COVID was even labeled, before any of that, and now we're desperate for it. So go find yourself any candidates that have an economic program. As far as I could tell, of the 1,500, 1,500 Federal candidates across the nation, whether you're talking about right, left, in between, or primaries, I'm the only one with an economic platform. If my voice gets silenced, all voices are silenced. There is no other voice. Look, Jay, I tell the truth about stuff. I take people to court when they're bad players and the government isn't doing their job. I speak out. I'm not quiet. It's not necessarily a popular position. Everybody's related to somebody and is protecting somebody, especially out here. But I'm the one that's been taking the governor to task. I'm calling for his resignation. My opponents are not. They're okay with 10,000 deaths in nursing homes, apparently. They're going to suborn crime. Look at all the money being spent by government right now for nothing. For people not going to work at all, they're still getting full paychecks. Look. That cost has to be shifted. They should have been furloughed. We shouldn't be uh, signing for new contracts. We should not be. We should have everything in 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 a frozen mode right now in terms of spending. We should be reducing taxes by twenty percent into the next cycle because we didn't spend the money this cycle. Not these increases. That's insane. We're limited time here. Limited spending. time here. Did you agree with the process? Last one for me here. Did you agree with the process a week ago Monday, closing the doors, signing an executive order on the policing aspects as far as the state? Are you in favor of the stripping of 50A? Would you have gone along with that? No, I think, again, we're looking at people that are making decisions as black and white and they don't nuance. I think there's a real big problem with either going yes or no on uh, on letting information out. I think there has to be a set of rules and conditions. There are some times when you do need to let that information out. I think we need civilian complaint review boards around the state so that we improve the quality and we have more transparency that way. I mean, only New York City has a civilian complaint review board and they do a stellar job. But uh, And they have amazing cops there statistically, just amazing. So I think it does help the process. But black and white on anything, no different than the COVID answers. There is no black and white in life. Life is complex. Life is difficult. Life is hard work. Life is determination. Life is constantly looking for better. Black and white, bad idea. Very bad idea. And this governor's crazy and he's got to go. He's completely crazy. And the shutdown of governments, legislatures everywhere and not allowing the people to participate. That has got to stop instantly. We are in a tyrannical society right now, and we have to fix it. Find me another candidate talking about that. 
I'm begging for people to trust me with their vote. I've never betrayed them. I've always been their watchdog. I've always been their set of eyes. I've always had my door open. There are a couple others out there that are really good, too. I'm going to tell you right now. And, and, and they're not up for election this year, unfortunately. But there are a couple of great ones out there, and they're saying the same thing. Uh, a couple on the left, but more, a few more on the right. And, and, and don't vote your party anymore. Vote your conscience. Vote what you hear. Vote what you see. We have to get a, away from this party stuff. There are great people that need help to get elected. How about we just say, how about we just say overall, just vote, right? We need people to just get out there and vote uh, yeah. because that's the only way you're going to make change. You know, you get you could complain all you want. I never want to hear from anyone who complains and doesn't vote because they have no right to complain. You don't exercise and your right. volunteer if you can and get out there now to vote because right now we have the election in process. We can become so numb and we think the primary is June 23rd. No, the primary is now. We have early voting now. We had absentee voting. We have absentee voting in process. The voting is now. This is the urgency. Get out now. Go to the early voting place. Don't wait for June 23rd. Listen to everybody. Hear what they're saying. Are they protecting you? Are they saying your taxes should be cut because the money wasn't legitimately spent or wasn't spent at all? No, they're not saying that. They're giving you a lot of nonsense, and they're talking money grows on trees. Oh, we've got to get a lot of money from the federal government. Yeah, Wyoming wants to pay New York's bills, right? That's not going to happen. We need a plan here. We need a plan now here. Not a distraction and a liar telling you that, oh, Washington's going to come in with a cape on. That's not going to happen. What's Sir, up here? Always Even a pleasure to have you. Are asleep. Always a pleasure to have you. You know that. You always have a voice on the program, a platform. Uh, we will follow your trek as far as results uh, come Tuesday into Wednesday. Best of luck along the way now. And stay Thank healthy, you. okay? It's hard to tell the truth and get elected. Thank you, though, Jay. Thanks for having me on. Thank you very much. You, you got it, Greg Fisher, CD1. Drink that orange juice, folks.